episode of Laughing Matters with Robert Burrill. Brought to you, as always, by Stand Up Records. Check them out online, standuprecords.com, standupcrap.com. Buy my album, Sex and Politics. Uh, and you can also catch me uh, at the Joke Joint Comedy Club that is currently residing at Camp Bar in St. Paul. Tonight, the shows are at 7 and 9.30. I'm with Jim McHugh, a very funny guy at a Boston. He does the Boston Comedy Festival. And uh, a lot of crowd work, too. Crowd work that I would argue is even more thorough than an FBI investigation of sexual assault by a Supreme Court nominee. Uh, and by that, I mean he talks to people. So uh, thanks for joining us on the show at 7 p.m. So there's a good chance by the time you're hearing this, uh, Kavanaugh has already uh, been passed by the Senate, barring any last-second developing of a conscience by Susan Collins and uh, Joe Manchin. And uh, kind of a somber note, uh, hopefully. Well, then again, maybe something happens. So who knows? I don't know. We taped this show early, uh, 11 a.m., which is early for comics. Uh, <laughs> speaking of comics, my guest, uh, his first time on the show at radio in general, uh, Andrew Brynelson. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, so before we uh, get down to the nitty-gritty, uh, what would you uh, what would you like to promote to my uh, laughing maniacs out there in the 494-694 loop, my, my rabid, rabid followers? <laughs> well, if you find yourself at the Spring Street Tavern in 355 Monroe Street Northeast in Minneapolis, uh, you can find us every Monday night at 8, 8 p.m. at the Monday Night Comedy Show. Uh, we're coming up on our 500th show on November 5th. That's amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Who are some of the people you have on that show? Oh, I have uh, Brian Miller. Nice. Um, uh, some guy named Robert Burrill. Mike Brody. Good get. Um, yeah. Good get. Karen Pickering. Uh, <laughs> uh, Carly McMenamin. Wayne Burton. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, Karen's great. She's amazing. Karen's great. I need to have her on this show. I uh, If you're listening, Karen, hit me up. Uh, although I should, I am the one that's responsible for booking people, but uh, it also helps. It also helps when comics are like, "Hey, put me on," because uh, yeah, I think she'd be great for it too. Um, so let's start out a little bit. Let's give uh, an audience introduction into uh, Andrew, because you you've been running this show for years. Five, you said, or how? Uh, it's the show. Eleven. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Eleven. Hundred shows. Who who would? Yeah, yeah. Okay, math is bad. Uh, <laughs> early in the morning for me. Eleven years. Yes. So are you are you from the cities? Um, my my mom is. Uh, okay. I'm originally from uh, Indiana, born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, okay. Visited Indiana for my formative years. So uh, you come to the cities. What's your what's your background like performance wise? Because this is, I mean, it's not the Monday is not really a variety show. There's music, but it's basically stand up, yeah. right? So it's okay. So have you done stand up yourself or improv or what's your? I have. Uh, I have uh, Theater in high school okay. was where I started, and then uh, when I moved to the cities, I did some theater uh, here, uh, did some productions at uh, MCTC uh, when I first moved here, and then uh, that sort of evolved into me finding a job at the Brave New Workshop as technical director, mm -hmm. and I was doing that for a few years, and then when I left the B&W, I needed some place, something to do. Um, sure. I was terribly depressed because I wasn't working in theater and I walked into a coffee shop and said you should do a show <laughs> what nights are you, uh, do you have open and they said well, Mondays and 
I said, well, let me do a show and we'll get back to you. And they got back to me on Friday and said, what are you doing this Monday? Can you put together something? So I did. That's great. Yeah, I think theater does seem to be, especially for um, for people in, in small towns where you don't really have uh, the population to, to do open mics and be able to do stand up and improv and stuff. Cause I'm, I'm from Northern Minnesota too. And I think, but there was a summer theater program and I think that's kind of the gateway performance art for a lot of, uh, a lot of people outside of big cities. Yep. What were some of the productions you were in at, uh, MCTC? Uh, well, I, I produced a, a Lee Blessing play called Fortinbras, which is a, essentially a sequel to Hamlet. Very fun oh, okay. show. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, did some one acts there. Uh, was heavily involved in the Fringe Festival here in Minneapolis uh, for a while. Um, did some shows there. Wrote a, a musical with my friend John Bungert and Amanda Erickson um, called Jaws the Musical, <laughs> uh, which was a pretty popular show. That was in 2004. So what have I done for myself lately? But... <laughs> it does go by. It Time does. definitely goes by. <laughs> when you're doing it, because you're just wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. And then you have a kid now. Congratulations! Ooh, yes, he just turned seven in July. Then that that passes the time too. That's a hell of a commitment. Yeah, he has opinions and yeah, <laughs> and keeps me busy. So, uh, what were some of your, or who I should say, were some of your influences growing up uh, comedically? Who did who did you like? Who I like George Carlin a lot, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, uh, Robin Williams, you know, pretty, pretty standard fare. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I, I I didn't know a lot of the you know edgy you know, in the in the basement comics who yeah yeah are spoken of in reverent whispers. But mm-hmm. um, then eventually when I moved here, uh, Mitch Hedberg was you know plopped in my lap and sure sure. And then uh, now all of my favorite comics are people that I get to work with on a weekly basis. Yeah. So yeah. Present company included. Oh well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, so, do, at a at a young age, is that kind of what you wanted to do? Then was, uh, and did you did you want to be a comedian? Did you want to be a writer? Did you I, want to be an actor? I wanted like, to be what? an actor. Okay. I you know my by the time I was thirty, I had it all planned out that I would have mm-hmm. an Oscar and and working on the speech <laughs> in the movie. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that didn't work out because I, I certainly have a face for radio and um, <laughs> and the body to match. But uh, I blame all the baby weight uh, when my son was born. I sure, yep, let myself mm-hmm. go and realize that fast food was easy and quick and yeah, yeah and cheap. And if anybody needs Happy fast. Meal toys that yeah. are unopened, I have boxes of them. They're probably collector's items, though, right? Uh, like, aren't they're not the same toys that we grew up with? The oh, good ones, sure, sure, know, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, they're. Decks of cards and cups that say, you know, Batman Lego movie on them. Oh, so they're boy. not fun. But is, that part, is that part of the economy? Is that tied to it? Like, if the economy's doing better, do you get better Happy Meal toys? I would hope and so. And if the economy's bad, yeah, it's just like stickers, yeah. Two Face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have uh, again, boxes of them. My, my plan is to just donate them to someone who is, needs them, but, or sure. give them out as prizes for my show. That's another, another idea. So, uh, Brave New Workshop. Tell us a little bit about that. The improv, you took the classes or just yeah, did some shows? Uh, yeah, as, as an employee there, you got to take the classes. Their, their uh, schooling is a little bit different from when I uh, was involved about you know, 10, 12 years ago. Um, but it, it all led to, um, improv classes led to your final class, which was 
produce your own show. And, and the Brave New Workshop, for people that uh, don't know, Story Institute, it's been around for a very long time, Absolutely. right? Dudley Riggs, and it goes back, to, is it like the 70s, before the 70s? Oh, even? well, like before. I know it, it's, oh, yeah. no, it's the, it was, it's the longest-running uh, comedy theater in the nation. Um, even older than Second City. In older those, than Second City, okay. I, at, at least by a, a year. I'm not sure exactly. I'm definitely... Go to thebravenewworkshop.com for their. Uh, they got their a great new location. Well, new. It's probably like five years old now, but yeah. uh, downtown, pretty nice theater. Andrew Wegleitner had a showcase there for a while, and yeah, I've never been to the new, uh, the new venue, but the twenty six oh five. That's you know, the most mm -hmm. historic yeah. theater in my mind in the Twin Cities because that's where you know Dudley did all of his Dudley stuff. So explain, we only got about three minutes left in this first segment, but can you explain the the process for anyone that might want to uh, dabble in improv, to start dabbling in improv? Like, how, how does it work there? How many, like, levels and kinds of classes and well, how you work your way up to... It's it's not the only show, the only horse in town anymore. Yeah. Uh, huge theater, of course, mm -hmm. is uh, a, a major... Uh, improv theater now and uh, and they all have classes i so, was gonna ask if huge did classes absolutely absolutely okay. and uh, a lot of people who have worked and were trained at the brave new workshop moved over to the huge is it like a rivalry now is no, it they, like a, they okay. work together right. and um like, i mean with no bad blood it's not bloods and crips now no with, no uh, <laughs> one's yes and the other's no always <laughs> that would be a lot more interesting yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, no but they the Huge does classes and and BMW does classes and I took the BMW and love improv. Uh, think it's a great stepping stone into stand up. Mm -hmm. um, most uh, I think that uh, a lot of stand ups don't like improv, but they would benefit from it. Sure, uh, especially working with crowds that mm -hmm. heckle and want to be a part of the show. And it's uh, it's long form improv, right? Like I think there people have that idea of like whose line is it anyway, where improv is just games, yeah, it's party sure games. Point. Figure out what, who this person is and stuff. Or like you can't use your arms; they use you. They have their arms, and the arms are your arms. And, and I and I actually misspoke. I forgot comedy sports. Obviously, is oh a, yeah, you know yeah. they're they're more short form games. Yeah, uh, along the line of whose line is it anyway? But uh, I think they do it better. Yeah, um, they're a lot of really good mm -hmm. improvisers. Oh, very good. Yeah. So you can check out any of those, but so the so the Brave New Workshop is is long form, which is more. And I remember I I took a few classes uh, a long time ago, seven eight years. And you, the, your suggestion is like brothers or ruler, and then you just kind of like go to your part of the stage, and then just from nothing creating a scene. Yeah, it's you know when done well, it's incredible. It's how how fluid it is, and and uh, when done poorly, it's. Amongst the worst things oh, you could ever watch. Yeah. Well, that's the. I mean, that is something <laughs> I will give stand up a little bit more credit to is like uh, regimenting and like cutting off like three minutes. Then when it's done, we will <laughs> shut your mic off. We will turn the lights off. You or is like a bad improv scene if no one cuts it. Oh yeah. Can be there will be blood. Well yeah, when I was two and a half hour. Yeah. I would try to find a blackout in a scene that you know I would start trying try to find a blackout ten minutes in and it ended up yeah. being thirty five minutes long. And th so <laughs> that's where you're running the light and then yeah. you're just waiting for any <laughs> any Please. line that you can cut and maybe get yeah. a laugh. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and be back uh, after this break with more laughing matters here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Don't go anywhere. 
Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that StandUpRecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise. That's StandUpRecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. Waking up is easy when you look forward to breakfast. Serve seven days a week at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul. Try eggs your way with hash browns, bacon, or sausage. There are four delicious varieties of eggs Benedict that should not be missed. And buttermilk pancakes, waffles, or French toast are always fresh off the griddle. How about a Bloody Mary or screwdriver from the bar? The Downtowner Woodfire Grill is located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking. Or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Dave Wait, hot dog. Sometimes I think I should go see a therapist. I know that's something you can't say in the Midwest. It's probably more comfortable to fart on an elevator and tell everybody to get a whiff. The all-new album from StandUpRecords.com. We went to Milwaukee because my dad was collecting postcards at the time. So we drove seven hours in a car to see tiny pictures of other better vacations. Now available from StandUpRecords.com, the iTunes Music Store, and Amazon.com. Dave Wait, hot doggin'. Food nourishes us. We need food to live. But how are we nourishing the food system? Well, actually, we're throwing a bunch of chemicals and we're making the dirt dead and then we're adding nitrates to the water and we're causing dead zones in the ocean. Oh, and we're also causing climate change. We do that with every bite we eat. But we can create something different. We can switch to a regenerative system. And that's what we talk about every week on Food Freedom Radio. So tune to Food Freedom Radio Saturdays at 8 a.m. or anytime via podcast. Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, it's Tom Hartman. You know, Continental Diamond is special for a lot of reasons. The owners are Jimmy and Helene Pessis, a husband and wife team who had a dream to open their own store more than 30 years ago. They've built a business that is the gold standard. The readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler for the last seven years. Why? Amazing, friendly, no-pressure customer service, a selection of fine diamonds and designed jewelry unlike anywhere else, and the fresh-baked chocolate chip cookies are pretty great, too. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. Imagine a world where no one ever went hungry. Where you didn't have to choose between clean air and clean water. And where bitter, drunken comedians didn't have to work in small, dark clubs to tell you how severely screwed up everything is. If that kind of world scares you the way it scares us, then we can help. We're StandUpRecords.com. We offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, and merchandise from the best stand-up comedians on Earth. So please give generously. And remember, together we can't save the world. Yeah, no, we can't. So you may as well just buy something funny. That's StandUpRecords.com. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tide that's fine Because you're mine I won't back with more Laughing Matters here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Brought to you by Stand Up Records. Check them out online, standuprecords.com. Buy my album, Sex and Politics. My guest, Andrew Brynaldson. Let's talk about your baby. Not your literal baby, but your oldest baby, figuratively. The bra- the, the Monday Night Comedy Show. I unless I'm, forgot. Unless I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was called. <laughs> 11 years. The Monday Night Comedy Show. Tell us, so you mentioned you went into a, a coffee shop. 
I did. Tell us a little. Okay, so what coffee shop? Let's go through the, the history of this. The uh, Beat Coffee House. The in, Beat in uh, in in uptown in Minneapolis, 28th and Hennepin. It's uh, called something else now, uh, but it was owned and run by the Assemblies of God Church, and they had church service there every Sunday. Uh, and comedy on Monday. And comedy on Mondays, and they. Uh, uh, gently suggested that I uh, keep it PG-13. Sure. Uh, I uh, have yet to censor comics. Uh, I, I had them sign a waiver initially. Uh, I, I think if the comics were presented with a waiver now in the in the basement bar oh, room, man. Now, yeah, yeah. it would be a, a, a coup. But I feel like it would be a different kind of waiver. It, that. It, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't. Don't do cocaine in the bathroom. Do, yeah, we're um, not held responsible these, for any hepatitis right? you contract by doing <laughs> cocaine in the bathroom. Those smells are normal. Um, nothing, you will not be harmed. Um, yeah, uh, but we were there for four years in, in this uh, coffee house, and um, everything was going fine. And uh, then the uh, then owner of the uh, coffee house decided to stop in and see uh, a show. He had not seen his show. He had been to one, and it was a very tame show. It was like one of the early ones where we actually had improv. Oh, okay. Because being a coffee house, we could have improv. Uh, At our venue now, we don't have the liquor license to allow uh, for theatrical. Interesting how that works. Yeah. And uh, he sat through the first act, and uh, I didn't see him for a couple days, and then he pulled me aside and said, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I thought about it. I prayed on it. Uh, he did. <laughs> yeah, he did say these things. And um, he's, uh, uh, this is right around the time when my son was born in 2011. And uh, he said, uh, maybe maybe we're not the right place for uh, for this kind of ribald humor. And did I agreed. Did he say ribald? Did he say? That, ribald, that's, that's, your that's word. my word. That's your word. I love the word ribald. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no way that guy yes. from Assemblies of God used yes. that word. Um, but uh, uh, I always joke that the catalyst was uh, Carly McBenamin. Uh, I was about to ask who the comics were on that show. It was it was definitely Carly where uh, he decided he had heard enough. And uh, and uh, Carly is, again, one of my favorite performers. I have her on the show as often as possible. And um, I hope she's proud that, uh, that she yeah. got us kicked out of the Christian coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hold absolutely no grudges against her i'm much happier in an underground bar in northeast but. yeah the assemblies of satan yeah so tell us a little bit about this the spring street location now underground uh, yeah. they do call it concerts and stuff too right? they have bands um, there and stuff yeah metal shows on weekends Club underground that's the yep. yeah yeah uh but they uh there's actually two other comedy shows that uh, happen there there's the greatest comedy show ever mm-hmm. uh, run by nick piontek that's on the first saturdays i believe Saturday so, of the yeah. month. and then uh they he just uh, started another show uh kind of a, akin to uh cory adams show at sisyphus the new kids on the block oh um, okay that's where it. he's getting new comics in, nice. and uh those are that's on saturdays too i forget which saturday if i feel bad but it should be on the spring street website oh good um uh, so, um, one thing I, that I love that you do with your show is you kind of, you, you have the, the book club, <laughs> you have, uh, the, the bear, the Monday Night Comedy Show bear. Yes. Toby, right? It's what, it, it was Toby, and then it, it was, was Toby. he was stolen by a bunch of frat boys who had a show that were, they were doing like beer pong or something, and he was stolen. 
Oh. Yes, we had him for many years. And then now we have Whitey, the Monday Night Comedy Show Comedy Bear. There you go. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, it's uh, in reference to our friend uh, Bill Young, who passed away in 2014. And uh, he made a bet... Uh, or not a bet, but a promise, where every drink he took, he would always say, kill Whitey, and mm. take a shot. And he said he would do this till the day he died, and he literally yeah. did. Well, and, I so. think we need to kill Whitey now more than ever, <laughs> Indeed. I feel like. So, we do, every the time. The message still, it's it's timeless. Yes. Kill Whitey. Yep. Uh, so tell uh, tell my laughing maniacs uh, a little bit of like what goes into putting together a weekly showcase show like you have the book club you have the prizes booking people all that stuff well um yeah we you mentioned book club we read a page a week from a random book now it's uh, are you there god it's me margaret by judy bloom and uh hopefully it's funny every week sometimes. also a uh, very timely book yes. i feel like for right now is. too is i've often asked myself yes. that and uh so we get some whoever shows up early yeah, yeah. I say hey do you want to read and I give them the book and mm-hmm. I tell them okay have it memorized in five minutes in, in <laughs> French and, and they yeah, we do it at the top of the show mm-hmm. um, booking the show it's you know like you said it's a book showcase so um, the long now the longest running book showcase in Minnesota that's awesome or the, the yeah. world I don't know I, at least the Twin Cities um, and uh, I, I try to get comics who can do a solid ten minutes um, I encourage new material because no one wants to go to a comedy show and hear the same thing over and over. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, devil's advocate for comics, they have to practice their material and get it right for, the, it, for their it, comedy special. It is specials. good because, and I, you have a comic in residence program where they do new minutes yeah. every new time every uh, every week, and I did. And it's very beneficial. I think it helps uh, comics from becoming too complacent. Cause yes, you want to get a joke down, but at the same time, if it's just the same five to seven minutes, week after week, month after month, year after year, yeah. like it, it's more of a hobby at this point. Like, and we want to give people that are developing stuff more sure. stage time. Yeah, definitely a writer's exercise. They, the, yeah. f- the first three weeks, they write five new minutes just for the show that they're performing at that night. And the fourth week is kind of their polished, whatever mm-hmm. they came up with. Um, and, People say it's a, it's a uh, good exercise. John Conroy actually started that. You know, oh, it's a great yeah. On a dare. Mm-hmm. So he spent an entire summer writing new material every week. We only have about a minute and a half left. Uh, any any real memorable moments from your years doing the show? No. Any like moments stick out in your mind? Like oh, that was a, a better or like you, good or you, bad? Like any kind. There was of, one like, time I decided we were going to call it the Monday Night Drama Show, and ha. the second act we did a truncated version of King Lear, uh, <laughs> getting volunteers from the audience, and it did not go over well at all. That was the whole second. Yeah, the whole second act. Wow. And, sure. And uh, I I thought you know in the underground metal club. No, actually, this was at the at the oh, coffee this is shop. The coffee. Okay. Probably, maybe that's the reason why. Well, either one, I feel like that's kind of, Lear might be a tough (laughs) sell. But, um, no, God, every week something weird happens. We have a fantastic staff, you know, Josh Mm -hmm. Kavanagh, our bartender, uh, Mandy Weeks, um, uh, Jason Kruger, Mae Renfield, um, Guy Terrence. It's a great staff. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. I can't do it without them. I promised them I would 
shout out to them. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Yeah, they're all great people. I love the posters, artwork for all their shows. Doug Colbert. Uh, FreeRangeComics.com. Um, he's fantastic. And we only have about 27 seconds. If there are any comics listening to the show, uh, I feel like they stopped a long time ago. But if there are some <laughs> comics that are listening, how can they get uh, some time at the Monday? Uh, come see a show. Make sure it's what you want to do. Talk to me after. Uh, if you can do a solid 10 minutes, uh, we'll be happy to have you. Uh, even if you've never done the show before, everybody gets time. Um, so Awesome. Sounds great. And we'll be back with more Laughing Matters right after this. Don't go anywhere. Warning. Last year, over 40,000 Americans died in car-related accidents. Not a pleasant thought, is it? In fact, as thoughts go, it's downright depressing. Well, that's where we can help cheer you up. We're StandUpRecords.com, and we offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, downloads, and merchandise from the best comedians on Earth. Artists like Mark Marin, Maria Bamford, Eddie Pepitone, and Doug Stanhope. Available at fine record stores, Amazon.com, and the iTunes Music Store. That's StandUpRecords.com. Come on, listen to us while you're driving. Live dangerously. The number one source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com. That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com. Hi, I'm Matt McNeil, and I want to encourage you to join me weekday afternoons at 3 p.m. for The Matt McNeil Show. It's a Twin Cities-based full hour of talk where we discuss what's going on in the state and in the nation from a Minnesota perspective. We'll be joined by a lot of great guests, and we'll take your phone calls. Interact with us on the Twitter page, at Matt McNeil Show, the Facebook page, Progressive Citizen X, The Matt McNeil Show, and on email, comment at am950radio.com. The Matt McNeil Show, weekday afternoons at 3, right here on AM 950. Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com, from classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Cafe Latte offers made-from-scratch soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. Stop in the wine bar and enjoy a unique pizza loaded with fresh vegetables and perfectly roasted meats. Over 30 wines by the glass, Cafe Latte highlights Washington State wines and is the perfect destination for date night or an evening with friends. 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. Victor's 1959 Cafe has been serving South Minneapolis traditional Cuban food for over 15 years. Victor's is open for breakfast and lunch daily and now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try the Pollo Tropicale or the Sandwich Cubano, which was featured on Food Network. More at eatlocalminnesota.com. You know, here at Stand Up Records, when we say we have the best names in comedy, we're not messing around. In fact, we were there first, with comedians who went on to become household names. Names like Hannibal Burris, Maria Bamford, the Sklar Brothers, Doug Stanhope, Mark Marin, and Lewis Black. So why not head on over to StandUpRecords.com or Amazon.com or the iTunes Music Store and pick up a classic CD, DVD, or download of the best comedians working today. And check out some of our other artists, because you never know who the next big thing will be. That's StandUpRecords.com. 
With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Hawes. Tonight, slight chance of showers with a low around 44. Saturday, mostly cloudy with a high near 50. And Sunday, cloudy with a high near 53. This week's EatLocalMinnesota.com restaurant of the week is Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club. Situated by Moore Lake on Highway 65, Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is one of the most beautiful destination fine dining restaurants in the Twin Cities. Located at 6161 Highway 65 Northeast in Minneapolis. Find out more at EatLocalMinnesota.com. And we're back with more Laughing Matters here on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Not a bad song based on the topic that Andy and I are going to talk about right now. My guest, Andrew Brindleson. Let's paint the whole thing black. Uh, Kavanaugh, in all likelihood, by the time you're listening to this, has been uh, passed by the Senate. Trump, undoubtedly, will uh, get another Supreme Court justice on before the, assuming Kavanaugh makes it, then it'll be a second Supreme Court justice in the first uh, two years of his presidency. Uh, uh, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, how you... I don't even know what words to... Like, there's so many... People are more articulate than I am on this, but I also feel obligated. Like, I've, I've made jokes about it, but they just... it It's nothing. I feel like... He's it's satire. I I used to think that oh yeah you know poking fun at like it's doing nothing. It's satire proof. Yeah. Like I mean, SNL could have the funniest. It doesn't matter. And I I I almost feel like liberals rely too much sometimes on snark and satire. And it's like yeah you can tell the best joke in the world, but if you know people aren't getting out there and voting and stuff, then what difference does it make? Yeah. Um. I mean, you have, you have Lewis Black, who's yeah. You know, he, mm-hmm. No one can scream like him. Uh, I th- yeah. I think more comics should try to emulate him. Yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 try to uh, wake people up. But uh, yeah, their yeah, complacency is 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 what's it's what's killing this country, Robert. Did you uh, did you watch the hearings the the ones last week where uh, Ford and then Kavanaugh? I, I just I saw the clips of Kavanaugh having his acid freakouts and uh, you know talking about his drinking buddy friends you know Captain Tennille and Pookie or whatever yeah yeah and Ray Ray Big, <laughs> Big Bone yeah. I don't know what <laughs> um, I'm not sure uh, can you bleep me out um, it but, it would be it would be even more funny if it weren't true yeah like it it seemed like a, a sketch itself yeah and. And it brings to light so much, you know, uh, the mother of my uh, my son, Kim, uh, she and I have a fantastic relationship. We're, we're not together, but we co-parent very well. And um, she's one of my closest friends. And um, in this current climate where, uh, you know, women are coming forth uh, saying you know, you know, the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. um, which... She, shouldn't be a movement it should just it it, yeah yeah. it should just be a thing where every woman that you've never met probably has a story and if there isn't like this is whole thing is exhibit a of why this should be the case and and what's he gonna are they gonna now kavanaugh's gonna be in you know knock on wood for a meteor uh to fall but yeah 
are they gonna are they gonna take on Roe versus Wade or? or I mean, in all likelihood, oh they God. will. What's they, and you know. I, first off, I think because uh, I've gone back and forth with some comics on this too about whether or not voting is worth it, and it's like here, this is exactly why. And I'm also kind of frustrated with Democrats too. We're like, okay, yes, you know, go with Kavanaugh after everything you've got, but you were. St- the tone deafness of 2016 to allow him to win, knowing there was a, there was already one Supreme Court seat at stake, yeah. and half the people on the bench are 70 or whatever. So like, it's not going to be long before there's another one, and it was a lot easier. It would have been a lot easier two years ago than to wait until you're in control of nothing, mm-hmm. and then just try to mass public opinion. Yeah, and so November 6th. Is what's going to change? Yeah, on November six, are, are, I I feel that there's going to be a massive influx of votes uh, cast. I mm-hmm. think I think there will be records broken, but uh, you know, in in, in the end, uh, forty five still there and absolutely. Uh, but I mean, if they can get the House, then I say they take a page out of the Republicans' playbook in twenty ten. And investigate investigate Kavanaugh a hundred times. Sure, you know they investigated Hillary Clinton forty seven times for Benghazi, and they're worried about Kavanaugh's reputation. Yeah. It's just disgusting. Should bring Pookie and all of his drinking buddy friends. Well, that's uh, another thing. The, did you? I mean, the, the apparently the FBI the FBI did like people were trying to contact the FBI saying I can corroborate these stories. Like, no, no, we got it. Yeah. I talked to a guy that sold him beer in the eighties, you know, the Hamburglar. Yeah. Like we, we talked to all the relevant people. Yeah. And yeah, that <sighs> I feel like even that was kind of a stalling tactic for the Democrats in a way, hoping there would be some sort of bombshell. Sure. Some like videotape of him assaulting somebody that would because otherwise all they're doing is denying. They just I mean, that's Al Franken does the right thing. He he resigns and that and then I think that was the right thing to do. But then you look at uh, Trump, at Kavanaugh, at deny, 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 and it's it's really frustrating to see that strategy pay off. Yeah, because. Uh, because what it does, I mean, it keeps women's voices from being heard. Right. Which, again, like, it's two guys talking about this issue <laughs> yes. on my show, too. So, like, I, I'm aware of the irony of the statement I'm making or the, you know, whatever, hypocrisy of of the statement I'm making. But there's just such a, a twisted, sick, dark talent that Trump has for making himself and the men in power the victim and then getting other people to buy into that. Mm -hmm. Like you just attack someone or some group, some disenfranchised group so much that then they bite back and then you're like, whoa, hey, come on. Come on, I'm just doing my thing. I'm just doing my (laughs) thing. What? What? And the same thing with, with Kavanaugh. And now, oh, this is a very dangerous time for men. This oh. is a very de- any woman from your past could accuse you of something. Yeah, and then and uh, when Trump was uh, uh, making fun of Dr. Ford, um, oh, that 
with uh, that was in Rochester, wasn't it? Uh, I no, that that I don't think that was in Rochester. I think no, that was before that. I okay. think that was in I don't know West Virginia or someplace. Uh, was, but yeah, it, I mean, it's absolutely disgusting. But in line with his behavior, right? Yeah, it's nothing is shocking anymore uh, when it comes to him, and it's, especially his tweets. What did Obama ever tweet? I don't Obama tweeted, Did but he? not. I mean, it wasn't like all nice things. George and... W. Bush wiretapped me, <laughs> and you know, boy, that the the cops that arrested uh, Henry Louis Gates in his own house were a bunch of morons. Ex- four exclamation points! <laughs> like nothing, nothing like that. Go USA Olympic teams. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and that's it. Period. And, and that was. <laughs> I just, I'm curious to see what happens now. Like you're talking about hopefully marshalling a lot of votes and stuff, a lot of female candidates uh, on the ballot, most of them Democratic, which makes the most sense. Uh, And then, yeah, hopefully the House, hopefully this, I know I saw online some comics were talking about, and uh, I actually read an article, I think it was in The Nation about this too, where, I mean, since Republicans seem perfectly fine with just trashing all precedents for whatever, then uh, if Democrats get the Senate and the presidency in 2020, then just nominating another justice because they're not constitutionally capped at nine. They aren't? No. I didn't know that. No, apparently uh, FDR tried to add several of them. That was the... um, There was a slogan for that. I'll have to look that up. Uh, uh, But anyway, so he tried to add several. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... Uh, really, it's, if the Senate approves it, they can do it. And so that would uh, be something. But I, it just seems like just these tremendous leaps to be like, ah, you should have beat him. Which is easy to say in hindsight. Yeah. But at the same time, that's one thing I also, uh, conservatives constitutionally, pun intended, have always been very court focused. Mm hmm. For the most part, I think probably since like the was it the Burger Court in like the 70s, and that's where you got Roe versus Wade. You got a lot of very liberal decisions. I think from that point on, they were like the courts. That's how we do it. The courts get judges on, because then we Congress has basically abdicated any sort of ability or authority, moral authority. So really, it just seems the way that we're governed in this country is the president does something. And then the Supreme Court's like, nope, or yep, and then that's how it gets done. Yeah. Because Congress is so logjammed. It's a, you know, it's dastardly, but it's a, it's an effective playbook, which Republicans are using right now. Because with Kavanaugh on, then they have the majority. So then even if Democrats have the Congress and presidency, there's still a check on them now for decades. So in theory, Senate can vote, or Congress can vote for you know, five more justices to be added to the Supreme Court. I believe so. In a perfect world. I believe so. In a perfect world. Yep. And, you know, why not let it be like Kathy Griffin, like just go right back in their face. Just the... (laughs) Because part of me is almost, I want to go eye for an eye. Like I want someone that they just cannot stand at all. Bill Maher, like just someone (laughs) someone who's not even qualified that just, they, they hate... They, oh, I would, I would love it. Because at this point, what? I mean, how we're so far off the deep end with everything yeah. now. I mean, it kind of, it. 
I know it's not the end of days, but it's like the trailer for the end of days. <laughs> I feel like when the end of days does come, it'll look like this. Well, sure. If this isn't it necessarily. I mean, you're a parent now. So what, how does this make you feel? It, it, it really, it, it, because my, my son is, he's a, he's a white American And you're worried he's going to be accused. And you know, it's it, a very difficult time for young men right now. Oh, God. This is sarcasm. Oh this is sarcasm. sarcasm. This is sarcasm. <laughs> uh, I, I, I worry that he, uh, well, you know, I don't worry. He's a very kind boy, and, and his, his mom and I have, have done our very best to ensure that, you know, he... Uh, Yes, he he does have some some opinions on Trump. They are obviously ours, <laughs> and 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 he kind of mimics them. Uh, but we do ask him, you know, uh, if somebody hurts a friend of yours um, and you don't see it, but your friend comes to you and and says, "This this person hurt me." Um, what would you do? And and mm-hmm. and thankfully he says, you know, I well I would tell a teacher. And, yeah. Okay. Good. Go to Miss Megan and and yeah, yeah. and tell mm-hmm. um, you know and get the ball rolling for uh, for some investigation. Um, I, I want I want him to grow up in a, a world where uh, women aren't afraid to yeah. you know the laundry list. You see these lists on Facebook of like you know uh, what are men afraid of you know missing the toilet when they pee. What are women afraid of? And it's a laundry list of like yeah, yeah. going out of their mm-hmm. home. Yeah. Like during the day, during the night, you know, being a woman, being a woman, yeah. and and it's not fair, and you know, and again, it's you know, two, two guys talking about this, and I yeah, wish, I just wish it, uh, a lot of wishes, and I'm hoping that when people go out to vote on November yeah, yeah. 6th, they, uh, you know, certainly vote their conscience, not because their parents are Democrat or yeah, or and stop choosing fear, yeah. All right. Well, that's a very apt song. Um, Cher also emerging from her farewell tour, you know, so it's not all bad. She's never or coming back. She's always in our hearts. Tour. All right. We'll be back with more Life Matters right after this. Imagine a world where no one ever went hungry, where you didn't have to choose between clean air and clean water, and where bitter, drunken comedians didn't have to work in small, dark clubs to tell you how severely screwed up everything is. If that kind of world scares you the way it scares us, then we can help. We're StandUpRecords.com. We offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, and merchandise from the best stand-up comedians on Earth. So please give generously, and remember, together we can't save the world. Yeah, no, we can't. So you may as well just buy something funny. That's StandUpRecords.com. At Burger Moe's, Mondays no longer need to be a drag. Dine on the beautiful patio for Burger Monday Madness every Monday after 4 p.m., where you can order any burger and fries off menu for just $6. Not valid on Excel event evenings. Burger Moe's offers 20 fresh, never-frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul, with plenty of free parking, and online at BurgerMoe's.com. Hi, Sarah from Vinaigrette. Farmer's markets are everywhere and summer's bounty is limitless. Try rustic caprese salad using spring mix, fresh mozzarella, grape or cherry tomatoes, red onion, fresh basil, garlic olive oil, and our 18-year-age balsamic. Or try grilled romaine brushed with Tunisian olive oil. Vinaigrette makes it easy to love your vegetables. Visit us at 50th and Xerxes in South Minneapolis or 287 Water Street in downtown Excelsior. Online at vinaigrettemn.com. 
Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that StandUpRecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's StandUpRecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. I'm Richard R.J. Escal, and this week on The Zero Hour, anthropologist and activist David Graeber on Candidates, Kings, and Movements, Code Pink's Medea Benjamin on War Greed, a potential permafrost crisis, and dangerous pharmaceuticals. All this and more on The Zero Hour every Sunday night from 9 till midnight on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that's StandUpRecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's StandUpRecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. We're back with more Laughing Matters here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. I'm your host, Robert Burrill. With me is Andrew Brindleson. Hello. Uh, hello. Our sponsor is Stand Up Records. Check them out online, standuprecords.com. Buy my album, Sex and Politics. You can catch me at the Joke Joint uh, Comedy Club, which is uh, currently residing in the Camp Bar of St. Paul. You can go to jokejointcomedyclub.com. For uh, tickets, the shows are at 7 and at 9.30, so you can come see some great comedy and still be back home at a reasonable hour. <laughs> still be saying you can still get plenty of sleep, wake up, go to church. Fantastic night. Uh, uh, Andrew, uh, what... Uh, the Monday. Go ahead and plug the oh, Monday. The Monday Night Comedy Show coming up this Monday, uh, October 8th at 8 p.m. Spring Street Tavern uh, in Club Underground. It's in the the basement 355 monroe street it's uh, five bucks and headliner this week is carly uh, uh courtney mclean oh she's in from uh oakland uh, oh oakland yeah nice. she lives in oakland and uh uh so she's gonna be uh, doing some music and uh it's good to have her she moved away a little over a year ago and we've missed her ever since so uh she doesn't do facebook anymore but okay. she's, she's she told me she's heavy on the Instagram, yeah. so sure. uh, hit her up on Instagram and uh, but yeah, and then coming up, you know, our Halloween show is on the 29th. The Halloween shows are great. I love them because I, I that's one of the things too about the Monday is because I think you guys do themes better than any other room because you actually you. do it. Like a lot of you know, like oh hey, let's do this, and then like two or three people do something, sure. and everyone else is like nah, I forgot, and then like <laughs> yeah. But you guys go all out. I do. I uh, for like especially the Halloween show. I go the night before and I decorate the whole space and mm -hmm. a lot of spider webs and lights and stuff. Um, and all the candy you can eat. Uh, we always have free candy on the Halloween nights and costume contests and um, and then uh, the week after two big two weeks is uh, November fifth. Uh, not only is it one of our producers' birthday, uh, Saint May of the Underground. She's uh, uh, having a birthday, but it's our five hundredth show. 
That's amazing. And we we have the paperwork to prove it. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, what are some uh, uh, costumes? Before we move on, I just now that it's in my head, I'm just kind of curious. Like, what are some of the best? Do you have any costumes that have that you've seen through the last uh, eleven years that just blew your mind? Oh, there's uh, last year there was uh, just a fantastic makeup job. Uh, someone uh, did a, uh, a skeleton and uh, completely transformed. There, it was all makeup. It was f- mm. amazing. She was beautiful young woman uh and she just like hauntingly terrifying makeup she mm-hmm. she won the costume contest and uh it was all makeup it wasn't like uh, you know i i've seen a sexy uh well my god a sexy inanimate object whatever yeah. you know it doesn't stapler. matter yeah, sexy yeah. stapler yeah, this yeah. year or, or uh uh handmaid's tale my god oh, have you seen sure. the sexy hand i mean come on that's oh no. Nothing anyway. is nothing is <laughs> just more Trumpian than <laughs> yes. Like oh, that's what they're wearing in protest. Can we just hike that up a little bit? Can we? Yeah, show some leg and oh, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. So um, yeah, uh, I mean, there's it's been all sorts of fun, fun things. You know, somebody showed up as uh, Snake Eyes one year for from G.I. Joe and, and stayed in character the whole time, and oh, no one funny. no one actually knows who it was. Oh, that's the best part <laughs> so, of it. <laughs> No one fessed up. Maybe that Even guy years later, we still don't know. Maybe who that was guy that. Was, did, wasn't aware there was a contest. Yeah. Maybe Snake Eyes is real. <laughs> just that, any, any frequent basement exactly. comedy shows in Northeast Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. As the Joes often do. You know, you gotta you gotta <laughs> so, live a life. You yeah. gotta live a life. We actually uh, one of one of our comics actually uh, did a stand up set as Cobra Commander once. Oh, that's uh, funny. It, it was he was wore the mask and had, had the, the the suit jacket and it was fantastic um i would but, imagine a lot of batman for the for a lot of comics you know i i myself am a huge batman fan mm-hmm. and, you know uh, and have a batman costume and unfortunately i'm too uh, uh well i'm fat that's just <laughs> not sugar-coated uh too fat <laughs> to wear it uh but but uh you know i've been trying to think of ways to incorporate you know can Batman be a stand-up comic? And you know, I would love the theme. You know, yeah, theme yeah. performances. Yeah, we've had Amelia Earhart do a, a, a performance. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, and uh, we tried to get the ball rolling on that, but comics are they're set in their ways, and not many like to try new things. Well, it's funny because they're they're creative, but they're also lazy. So I could see a well, lot of people being like, "Yeah, I'll be uh, John Wilkes Booth," and then the night of, they're like, "Oh yeah, I totally forgot to <laughs> I mean, do any of that stuff." Wait, like for example, like the Comic and Residence program that we do. Yeah. I tell people, you know, weeks in advance, and they're yeah, yeah. you know the night they're performing five new minutes, they're sitting at the bar writing yeah. their set. <laughs> <laughs> You've had so much time. Not that you know, writing a five minute set is easy. You know, even if you have two weeks to do it. Yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, you, you get it in your head and, and psych yourself out, but oh man! All right, so I wanted to end the show on kind of a, a lighter note. So this was my favorite uh, news story that I saw uh, this week. The one that kind of made me laugh. Uh, apparently, there are uh, drunk birds in Minnesota <laughs> now. This is popular science. Uh, for some Midwestern birds, it's been 5 o'clock all week. After overindulging on boozy berries, the winged residents of Gilbert, Minnesota, have been flying into windows, bumping into cars, and generally acting dazed and confused. But don't say they're on a Oh, that's a bad pun. Don't say they're on a lark. Their funky behavior may look like harmless fun, but that's only from our unusual perspective. You Okay, blah, blah, blah. They're eating berries. They're eating berries that are fermenting. Mm-hmm. A lot earlier because of the weather, and they're getting drunk. So, 
because of global warming, there are drunk birds, and they are flying into windows. Which Has anyone died yet? I don't know if anyone's died yet, but uh, as far as consequences of global warming goes, I feel like this is the, one of the more adorable. It really is. <laughs> is. Just like birds telling other birds what they really think of them after after years. They are, and, and it's everywhere. It's not just, you know... Star Trib, it's you know, yeah, yeah. This MSNBC, Time Magazine, yep, you know, uh, Washington Post. <laughs> well, because it, I feel like there's just something cute about the story. During well, it's, it's such a, a terrible news cycle, and the fact that birds are just getting ripped, mm-hmm. I think is uh, is. And it said that the the young ones are more susceptible because their livers aren't as uh, developed. Where oh. I'm sure, it, you know, it's like people. Like you probably have your veteran birds that have been eating these berries. For years, they, they have a little. I can, I can fly <laughs> home. Fine. I can fly home right into a tree. <laughs> but, but somebody goes to the farmer's market, and gets a bad batch of Driscoll's raspberries, and, and, and they go off an overpass. Please don't do that. Don't check your berries. <laughs> so. This is how kids are going to start getting drunk now. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I guess they're... <laughs> they're gonna, oh, there's going to be a bump in farmer's market attendance, the, so the that's a good thing. Lead us. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. <laughs> the, cats have got to be loving this. Cats have, like, before we used to have to, like, hide and pounce, yeah. and now they're just flying into windows and yeah. falling down in front of us. Is it, how often do you see a dead bird on, on the sidewalk? Because, you know, cats get it or whatever... Yeah, yeah. Scavengers get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're just going to be hanging out on the sidewalk eating berries in a paper bag. The good news is none of the birds have ever blacked out. They've only just fallen asleep from eating too many berries. So they could... So they're... <laughs> they don't they have a berry in. problem. You have a they, berry problem. They can quit any time. Yeah. All right. That's it for us, everybody. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye. Yeah.